How's it going, everybody? Welcome to First Page, your weekly source of baseball knowledge with Danny, my co-host. I'm Sean. Um, tonight, tonight, we are going to break down the AL off-season review. We're going to touch on um, AL West, East, and Central. We're also going to look into Justin Upton, who is rumored to be on the Braves' <clears throat> trail, possibly. And uh, we're going to look into Felix Hernandez and David Price and their potential leaves from their prospective ball clubs within the next year or two. So let's get this thing started, Danny. All right. <clears throat> it's good to be back. Uh, get another episode in here. Well, what, what division you want to start with, Sean? Let's start with the AL West because I feel like one of the teams in the division made a lot of moves, but I'm not sure what to make out of them. So let's just start with the Angels because they're hot on everybody's list with the addition of Josh Hamilton. What do you make of the addition of Hamilton to this team? Uh, You know, that's a lot of money, but it's got to be worth it. I mean, he's one of the best hitters in the game, and he could go on tears for, you know, long periods of time. So, Do you like the fact that it's a five-year deal as opposed to, like, an eight-year deal? Yeah, it doesn't seem that long, but isn't he, like, 33 right now? 31. 31. Oh, we're going to go over this again. Um, no, he's he's 31. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, no, he should be able to hit. I mean, their lineup is a lot more scary with him in it. Um, they did get better, but losing Grinky, I feel like, I, I don't know, the rotation still doesn't scare me. The, the rotation scares me, but in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're very good, yeah. with the exception of uh, Dreamweaver up there. But I think they vastly improved their bullpen also. They added Sean Burnett yeah, and Ryan Madsen. He's but, he's really good. I mean, their offseason was – it had the headlines, but I don't think they got – I mean, with Hamilton, I, I feel like it, they just still aren't better than the Rangers. They aren't deeper. Their system isn't deeper. Their pitching is way less than the A's and the Rangers. You really um, think that the Rangers are still better, even though they did lose Hamilton? I think Hamilton, the flip, will be, I mean, the big name uh, in baseball, when big names swap teams, everyone wants to go give a favorite to the other team. I mean, but with Pujols and Hamilton, the same lineup. And yeah, Trout. That, and, oh, Trout, yeah. It's Michael Trout. The, Mr. The, Perfect. Yeah, the, yeah. But I don't know if they pitch well enough. And in baseball, if you can't pitch, you won't win. So, I mean, the Rangers will pitch. you got Darvish, Holland still. I, um, you see, I think the Angels are a team that's destined to make in-season moves for pitching because the additions they made in the offseason were Joe Blanton, Tommy Hansen, and Jason Vargas. And I think Jason Vargas will be pretty solid in the back end, but I don't think Blanton or Hansen are going to provide anything for them. And I think the additions to the bullpen with Madsen and Burnett to go with Ernesti and Downs and those likes, I think that will help them. They didn't really lose a ton. Grinky didn't pitch very well for them to begin with. They traded Morales for Vargas. Morales hasn't really been the same since doing that thing to his ankle on the home run celebration. So I don't think he's necessarily a huge loss. The only loss of significance was Jordan Walden, and they basically replaced him with two guys, Madsen and Burnett. So I think the Angels, albeit with one surefire pitcher, because I don't trust C.J. Wilson very much, and and Vargas is, is what he is, I'm, I 
the rotation is sketchy, but this this division is going down. I think the A's, who I'm going to touch on next, are still a formidable force in this division, although they are losing pitching. They did lose Brandon McCarthy, who was rock solid for them last year, but they did make some other moves. I mean, they, they'll have Dan Straley hop right in for McCarthy. I don't think that drops off a lot. They had Straley on a little bit of an innings limit. They didn't want to keep going to him when Cologne got the PED thing. And then um, McCarthy got hit in the head. They were reluctant to move to Straley every single time. But I think he's going to be unleashed now, and he looks very solid. So if you're playing fantasy baseball, Dan Straley is a name you want to keep in your back pocket late in the draft. Uh, I don't know if he's going to have the hype that he should, but he should easily be another Jared Parker, um, who we were high on. Or you, <laughs> mostly you, but uh, we ended up with you Jared Parker. Awesome. as a You were my co co-owner of my team uh i think i think but real quick to josh hamilton he was born in 1981 so so and bill james projects him to hit 35 home runs and if you don't know who bill james is he's a famous uh, mathematician who designed a lot of what Moneyball's is about um you had the outside the box thinking that um change the way you look at baseball there's so many things that he realized that we weren't calculating correctly as far as like rbis or a pitcher's wins on one of his famous lines is like for this year cliff lee didn't you know he had like six wins but we're we're not that dumb to believe you know cliff lee's a bad pitcher so like when when he calculates stuff it's the mathematical formulas are just insane i've seen some of them and uh It takes up the whole page, so I'm not going to go into them because I don't understand them. But he projects 35 homers for Hamilton, a similar walk rate, about 9%, which is above average, and then a lot of strikeouts as usual, and on-base percentage of 356. So Hamilton's going to be, if he's himself, um, him and Pujols and Trout, I mean, that's... That's awesome, but it is. Awesome. I don't know if that. I don't. I mean, I don't like the pieces around them and how they fit together. Yeah. I think the big three are awesome to have, but it, the the pieces just don't blend together well for me in either the rotation or in yeah. The and line. you got to imagine Trout takes a little bit of a downtick. Just, I mean, maybe a little. bit. I think a sophomore downtick and then hope probably boost right back up. He'll, he'll go from super. I don't know if he's a ten, MVP. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if he's a ten more player again, but he should win MVP. With, you know him, him or Robinson Cano or something like that. But Hamilton last two years has been a four-win player. Now, if you just look at that in a vacuum, a four-win player. I mean, does that really propel you ahead of the A's and Rangers, who you were significantly worse than last year? I mean, to me, it doesn't. The Rangers countered with Lance Berkman, who, if healthy, I, could hit. I mean, so it doesn't. I wouldn't say they were significantly worse because the Angels once Trout came up ended up having the best record in the American League from that point on to the rest of the season. They just sucked so bad at the beginning that they dug themselves too big of a hole. The A's who won the division, who I'm still high on, I think I think this year's A's remind me of the Cardinals of the past few years where they have a division changer that's such a injury-prone guy, and that's Brett Anderson. When he's healthy, he's as good as anybody. Great slider. Yeah, I mean, but, I don't know what's going to happen with him. He looked good at the end of the year, but the great he hasn't he hasn't lasted a whole year. So, I'm, I mean, he needs to be better. I bet, I bet it goes Rangers, A's, Angels, and the Angels are going to sit there really? with all those contracts. Yeah, and, and I mean, their rotation is just awful. 
Their, their rotation's horrible, but Can don't you, you name think... the rotation for me? Because I have a hard time even thinking of after it's, Dream Weaver. It's, it's Weaver, C.J. Wilson, who's going down. Yeah, I told you C.J. Wilson was a terrible signing. See, the Rangers, when they let their players go and they go sign, sign with the... Uh, with the division rival, I feel like it always works out for the Rangers. Like, they're smart enough not to just let people walk for no reason. Right. Uh, then they go ew, some mixture of uh, Joe Blanton, Jason Vargas, Tommy Hansen, Jerome Williams, or Garrett Richards. Now, they have they have a lot of options, that is, but they're not good options. That is, yeah, that is terrible options. Uh, for those of you who don't know any of those players, there's a reason why. They're, they're <laughs> terrible. They're very... Um, uh, very, I, I'm just feeling really pessimistic about them. I mean, I like I like what I mean. They're on the map now. Um, they haven't really been on the map since the early 2000s. But God bless them. They're on the map. But it's just not the organizations of the Rangers and A's will prove to be a lot deeper and a lot smarter at the top and a lot more efficient. And it'll show um, the the A's adding typical players they like, like Jay So behind the dish. Who gets on base a ton, by the way. Yeah, gets on base a ton. And uh, the Mariners, I think they missed the boat. We're going to give them a C. Really, uh, really quick, back to the Angels. Don't you think, though, that they match up well to acquire a pitcher such as Garza or Nolasco or somebody? Because they they still have fairly... They don't have great prospects, but they have a lot of parts they can deal whether it's Trumbo or Borges or whoever, don't you think they could make a move to get one or maybe even two pitchers in the middle of the season to go with the lineup that they do have and the bullpen to perhaps propel themselves ahead of the A's and Rangers? I just don't see them. I mean, yeah, they need the pitching, but, I mean, they do have some trade bait at the major league level, but I don't know if they have much in the minor leagues. They don't have at a At the top of my head, sure. they don't have the blue chip players, so I don't see them ever getting a Felix Hernandez or a David Price who are about to talk about um, as far as them being traded. But I don't know. The, the Rangers, uh, don't sleep on them. Just because they lost Hamilton, um, I'm sure they'll find a way to win that division. Adding A.J. Przinsky behind the dish is going to fill a huge hole that that yeah, they and, had. And and this is not set in stone, but the rumor is they're moving Kinsler to the outfield and playing Profar at second. And oh, God bless Jerkson Profar. If you're playing fantasy baseball, Get this kid. I, I mean, love what Jerkson Profar. What round would you take Jerkson Profar? You know, fantasy guys? Yeah, like... Um, i go mid rounds. Or, like, where in the short... Like, I like doing it by position. Uh, rounds are tricky. Um, you never know. It's hard to add up what round you're going to take someone in. But if he, it, is he a, a short... Where, what shortstops do you put high ahead of him? I mean, I don't want you to name them all, but name a couple where he's top, one above him and maybe one under him. I think he's right below... Uh, I mean the short the top two I, shortstops right now are Jose Reyes, Hanley, um, well, if Hanley Castro. Still qualifies, I don't know if yeah, he still will. I, I think he will. Castro, Hanley, Jose Reyes, and Tulowitzki. And then I'm t- I love Andrelson Simmons of Atlanta too. I don't know if he's gonna hit. If you're gonna if really? it comes down to those two, it's gonna be Profar for me. Profar is more ready to hit than Simmons is. Simmons has got better defense. They're both playing for um, the Netherlands in the WBC. Up the middle, so that's going to be a sick defense. Would so. you take him ahead of Jeter? Uh, no. I mean, Jeter's more of a sure thing. In fantasy, you want to take the sure thing, but you're going to have to pay for that. So if it's up to – if Jeter's on the board, I'm probably skipping him if Profar's still there and taking Profar later. Um, that's how I draft. Um, but Profar's got to be right behind Jeter. Um, 
and and right above Simmons, and I would take him ahead of Alvis Andrus, actually. Rude. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I think he's going to take no time to adjust. I think he's flat-out stud hitter. I love Profar, but Alvis Andrus is a damn good player. He's good, but I'm telling you, Profar will take his job. You you don't think they'll play both of them? Because they've made it. I think that if they're smart, they'll figure out a way because Kinsler's defense is so below average, but... Profar needs needs to be in the top of the lineup or maybe start him in the bottom. I think he ends up being Mike Trout, like just hitting his way to the top. I wonder if that would raise the question of possibly trading Kinsler because if you play both of them, if you play Profar at second, Elvis at short, or vice versa, Kinsler, his numbers for a second baseman offensively are really good. If you move him to the outfield, he becomes very average. If, if, Kim, if Profar starts to... Starts the season in the league, in the majors, breaks spring training with them, and starts and gets his 500 at-bats, he will have 200 hits. There's no doubt in my mind. he get 500 at-bats? Well, in the regular season amount of oh, at-bats, okay. 500 to 600 or whatever. But if he gets his at-bats, he will get 200 hits, steal bases, and he'll have a surprising amount of pop for say, a 20-year-old. If, or if he gets 200 hits and 500, he'll be the first player to hit 400 since uh, Ted Williams. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying like, he, no, he is Starlin Castro type hitter he's gonna get his hits and he's gonna he actually gets on base like he's an awesome player i mean switch it this is a guy that you could take in the 10th round or 11th round and you're gonna get a top of the top of the tier production at shortstop um and potential to be one of the better shortstops it's not i mean i'm taking him rather than paying for his Drupal cabrera or something really early just oh, just take up take another starting pitcher and then take profile later and you i mean the drop off's not gonna be not going to be that high. Profar yeah. is a stud. And Profar is He's going to be on a lot of my teams, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, Profar is a man. Let's that's get... why I think the Rangers are going to be still solid. They lose hitters, but that's what's awesome about having a good system. Bring them right up. You see, I, I the Rangers are missing the big elephant in the room in Hamilton. And while I've been very critical of him because he disappears for months at a time, almost like a Soriano type Yeah, deal, yeah, yeah. But he is... No doubt he was the best hitter on their team, and he carried them for so many stretches. And losing him will hurt dearly, I think. They didn't lose a ton in terms of pitching, but they didn't... I don't know if they had a ton to lose, to be honest. I mean, they're they're probably going to throw Martin Perez in the back of their rotation. Yeah, to go I'm with, high on him, too. I'm, he's going to end like up on him. a lot of my teams, too. I mean, as far as if your league is dumb enough where wins count um, as a high stat... Like, you're going to get a lot of value if a guy wins a game, and you're going to get a lot of points for that. Martin Perez should get some get a lot of wins for you pitching for the Rangers. He's, he's got good stuff, and I think that's going to it's gonna come out this really year. Really quick, because we haven't really touched on them much. The Mariners basically redid the whole middle of their order because their lineup has been so yeah, so abysmal. Go over the, the middle of the order for us. They acquired Kendris Morales for Jason Vargas. They signed, deal. They signed Jason Bay, who was relieved of his duties with the Mets. <laughs> they traded uh, Jay So in a three-team deal for Mike Morris, and they signed Raul Labanez, the guy who's been on the Mariners, two, on two separate occasions already. So he's going for his third go-around back in Seattle, um, postseason here for the Yankees. Um, All right, so the Mariners, everything you just said I don't care about. Um, I, I, I agree. think they're just not even in the same class. That brings up the next question. Would you trade Felix Hernandez now? Uh, I probably would just because I have Walker and Halton and Pryor and all these pitchers coming up. But 
the only way the only thing that's going to happen to his value is going to go down because he's he's still really young. He's incredible. He's one of the three or four best pitchers in baseball. And I mean, if you can get three all-star type of prospects, potential type prospects, I think you have to pull the trigger because you're not in any situation yeah, to win. Just right real now. quick, and as far as war goes, Felix Hernandez was a 6.1 war pitcher just behind Justin Verlander, so he is the best in the game. He's the king. But, I mean, they're, no, they're in no shape ready to win. I know Felix is relatively young, but, man, if He's you can... He's Yeah, it's rough. 27. I mean, I heard they just offered him a four-year, $100 million deal. That does, doesn't come close to the atmosphere... That he's gonna be in. He's in another planet. He might get eight for two fifty. Yeah, I mean, if he takes that, it's a hometown hometown discount. Now, I think the GM and the Mariners is thinking, well, here we go, fans. I offered it to him. He said no. So they have like a non guilty conscience about we just traded Felix Hernandez without even asking asking him if he would sign an extension. So the one hundred, I mean, no twenty five million a year, twenty five million a year is nowhere near what Felix Hernandez is worth on the market at all. It's what? not even close. It, 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 he's If A-Rod's worth $27 million, to put it this way, Felix, worth Felix, 100. <laughs> Felix should be worth 100 as far as that goes. For each win, he gets you more than A-Rod. So, it's like what Bobby Cox said about Ryan Howard and Albert Pujols. When they asked him, Ryan Howard just got $25 million a year, and he's like, and they asked him what Pujols should get. He's like $50 million. Because he's at least twice as good as Ryan Howard. That's what uh, Felix Hernandez is to well, pretty much every most, pick, pitch. most yeah, pitchers I mean, most out Most pitchers there. are three or four win pitcher. He's almost seven every single year. So, yeah, um, he's, just, he's I mean, if he was on a better team, his numbers would look so much better to the average fan. But that, then again, like the whole Bill James thing, he's worth a certain amount of wins every time he steps on the field. Um I, I probably trade him though because the Mariners aren't close in my opinion. I think Justin Smoke was a huge bust. Ackley Don't draft. Ackley yeah. might be a smoke. Ackley might be a bust. Also, Ackley might be a smoke too, as far <laughs> as that goes. I mean, maybe just, Montero. Yeah, they, I know they got Walker in the minors, who's got potential. I, I mean, love Walker. They got pitching in the minors, but Walker. Jesus, I mean, they need more than that. And I think if you could, if you could pry away Profar from the Rangers or. Gets, Atlanta's got a lot to deal. You can get yourself some cornerstone players for Felix. I would, if I were the Mariners, if I were uh, Zarenzik, I would say, give me your whole minor league system, and you could have Felix. Because, and only if it's a good minor league system. <laughs> like if it's the Cubs minor league system, give me Soler, Baez, everyone else. I'd, I'd do the trade, but that's that's about the only thing because you have to sell high for the Mariners. But I mean, his, it is high. He's got years left on his deal. It's not a run. I mean. We'll see. We'll We're going to move on to the AL Central, which a lot of our viewers are anxious to hear about. The AL Central. Why don't we get to the White Sox first? Because that's what most of our viewers are probably a fan of. Yeah, I think the White... All right, I'm just going to say it right now. I'm going to be very critical of the White Sox. I think Rick Hunt's first, first offseason was pitiful. I mean... I think you're being kind. <laughs> you, oh, so you're going to help me out here. Yes, nice. I'm going to help you out. All right. I mean, I was looking for the beat. Uh... Maybe we should have Eric here. That would have helped. But, I mean, if you're at all high on what they did this offseason, you are delusional. I've heard people say, (laughs) 
I've heard people say that it was a good thing they got rid of AJ. Like, oh yeah, he's old. You know, he's not worth. He had a one year deal. Wait now, until, if you wait can't until you muster, see flowers every day. Yeah, if you can't muster up a few bucks underneath your cushion to get AJ on a one year deal, you're not doing your job at all. I mean, you're in a big market. Your payroll is top 10 in the league, and your wins are going to be below top 10. I'm going to guarantee you that right now. Basically, I think what they chose is they chose to have Kepinger over the best option. They had a third over AJ over the best option to catch, and I think that was a garbage move. You could just as easily, and I know this would hurt your defense, Vicieto came up as a third baseman. You could either move him to third or move somebody to third other than anybody. Uh, I think they're going to... Somehow play Kepinger there, who hits lighter than I would in the major leagues. Um, he does hit for a good average. Singles and OBP, sure. I mean, that's not what third base is for. So um, just the I, the ideologic moves they made, I, I don't agree with them. And, I mean, Vicieto's going to stay in the outfield, so I'm going to stop you before. I think, I think Vicieto should be out of the major leagues. <laughs> what? He's not good. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, they'll... The, the White Sox front office will tell you he's the three-hitter when Konerko retires. Let me tell you something. When Konerko retires, this team will hit rock lost. bottom. This team will hit rock <laughs> They're bottom. They're lost. I mean, I feel like this offseason they had a chance to re-sign AJ, go with the team that was they, Detroit barely beat out. But if in comparison, what the White Sox did this offseason with an aging roster and no good young players, not one good young player, Beckham, there's trade rumors because he can't even – I mean, there's guys in A-ball that they're saying that are better than him in the White Sox system. Like, I mean, there's not a good young player. Alexi Ramirez is getting older. There is no face of the franchise. If you're saying Viciato is and his OPP is barely over 300 – Along with a lot of others on that team, like yeah. Alexei, Beckham. Yeah. yeah. So, Flowers. and Flowers. So, <laughs> Flowers is going to hit a lot of monster pop ups that go out of that stadium. But day to day, he's not going to be, a, he's going to be a below average war player. I'm going to call Tyler Flowers under Mendoza. <laughs> I'll say like 190 average. I don't know. He's a good hitter. He's, I, I'm not going to, he has power. He's not AJ Przinsky. And they'll say, oh, he throws out more runners than AJ. Well, if you think throwing out more runners is the key to being a good defensive catcher, you also haven't been paying attention to what's happening in the MLB. Uh, receiving and blocking are the two most imp- calling a game. So, and a- AJ handles the staff better than everyone. Whether he calls yes. the game or not, he is holds every pitcher accountable. Him and Cooper have a great rapport, and I think they're going to lose hard. Harder than they think on what just happened. It's an adjustment for pitchers, especially he's been there since 2005. I mean, the catcher touches the ball every single pitch. Yeah. Now you got Flowers touching the ball every single pitch. It's just a different, it's going to be a way different aura about it. And we're going to spend a lot of time on the White Sox because that's what the people want. But let's look at what they added. Kepinger, thanks for a full year. Now, shoulder injuries scare the crap out of me. I'll say it every time I hear. Elbow. Uh, I think sports science says you cover from Tommy John like 80, 89% of the time and you're fine. Shoulder doesn't happen that way. Jaime Garcia knows that. What happens with your shoulder, you end up blowing out your elbow the next year or or have some other lingering injuries. And your shoulder, like look at Andrew Kashner. He still isn't back from his shoulder thing. Like he's in and out of the rotation for the Padres. So um, shoulder injuries are so risky. They got a lot of money left on him, so hopefully he comes back. If you're Rick Hahn, that's your saving grace if things comes back and pitch as well. I think that's what they're counting on because 
they're trying to offset the loss of AJ with the addition of Banks. Because to go with PV and Sale and Gavin Floyd and Quintana. Yeah, PV and Floyd, I mean, they're past their primes. I don't see... They worked PV like a horse. And the fact he resigned... And they just gave him a two-year deal. Yeah, he resigned, he resigned on a cheap deal. He could have got more than that, but he's such a good guy, right? So, um, yes. I mean, just I think the good, good guys are going to finish last. and Not, uh, not in the division, but I'm saying they're good guys, good guys finish last. And I just don't think that this team at all... It, it was if a, you look at what Detroit did and what the White Sox did, that gap, I guarantee you, widened. It, there is no way... Especially you with D-Mark coming back. Yeah, with Victor Martinez coming back, Torrey Hunter's your two-hitter and plays defense for you now. And they got Anibal. Yeah, maybe years. the White Sox are thinking the Cubs are raising the price on Anibal a little bit. But that's what he's worth. He's a good pitcher. So I don't know. I think the White Sox, it was a very monotonous offseason. They do what they always do. They, they don't rebuild, but they don't go for it either. They just kind of... Well, they were all in two years ago, and they got the same roster, same old players, no young players coming up, and this is Canerco's last year. So it's like, you got nothing. And Canerco's a great hitter, and he already went downhill last year. That is the team that needs to completely rebuild. Just completely rebuild. That's what the White Sox But the thing is, if the White Sox rebuild... They will have nobody showing up to the games. Exactly. You finish the sentence (laughs) for me. Not even a soul. Um... I mean, are they below? I mean, like the Cubs and Yankees are the owners of their towns, are the are, but are the White Sox anything close to the Mets? To the Mets? I don't think so. The Met, the Mets have more fans than the White Sox do. The Mets the Mets have a good following. It's not the Yankees, obviously. Yeah, and, one, and the I mean the drop off from the Yankees to the Mets isn't as big from the Cubs to the Sox. What you're saying? Exactly. So it's like if they rebuild, I mean, how do you pay anybody? Because you're gonna have no income. You know, it's simple business, in my opinion. Like, so they need to be in this mediocre, you know, 2005 strikes and everything, you know, aligns. But, like, I want the team that's going to be consistently good and always competing. I think this offseason, if you're excited for baseball and you're a White Sox fan, I think that you can't be more excited this offseason than you were last. Now, last they had low expectations. And historically, when this team's expectations are a little higher – they aren't as good because the right. team isn't as – there's too many chinks in the armor that get – you know, when there's pressure on them, the team sort of falls apart. So I think that they get a D for the offseason. Um, now, financially, they did a good job, you know, good deals. But, I mean, I think they lost a lot in AJ. And then the Tigers get an A for getting V-Mart back, Torrey Hunter in the lineup, still got Scherzer, Verlander, Annabelle, you know, Porcello. I think um, in terms of Torrey Hunter, I think he's an upgrade over Dalman Young just because I can't stand Dalman Young. But um, Torrey Hunter was greatly benefited by hitting between uh, Trout and Pujols last year. And hitting between uh, Austin Jackson, Cabrera Fielder, V-Mart, I mean, <laughs> he's going to produce yeah. the same way he has in the past and especially last year. And, and then- the thing with the Tigers is I feel like they lost a lot of games they should have won. And Torrey Hunter's makeup and the energy he brings will, will catapult this team. And he'll greatly improve their outfield defense to go with. Yeah. I mean, he'll catapult them higher than yeah. than the White Sox. I think the gap that was, it took all the way to the last week to decide the division. But I think the what. It, it, it widened. Which, Detroit's going to run this division this which year. Which three would you rather have just for this year? Would you rather have Trout, Pujols, and Hamilton, or V-Mart, Miguel, and Prince? 
I'm on Austin Jackson too. I love Austin Jackson. I think I think I want their lineup over the Angels lineup. I would agree with you. Yeah, but it's close. I love Trout. Man, I love Trout. I love Trout. <laughs> no, I Trout, love Trout. Trout's just everybody. better every, than everybody else. <laughs> all right. Any any baseball fan loves Trout. But all right, we'll run real quick through Kansas City's trades. We're not gonna talk about their whole offseason. I think they still missed the boat. They're not as good as Detroit. They still can't pitch. They could maybe catch the White Sox and Indians, who I think are in that second tier. Um, the Indians get an A from us from getting Terry Francona. The Indians did quietly a lot of stuff. They signed Nick Swisher. In addition, I actually liked it's yeah, a four-year deal, yeah, but yeah. he's very versatile. He'll play some first base, some outfield. They got Mark Reynolds on a cheap deal. He can hit some home runs. I'm not the biggest fan of Yeah, they, needed, they needed some pop. They needed some pop. Yeah, and they acquired Trevor Bauer in the three-team trade with uh, Arizona and Cincinnati. And uh, Brett Myers, another guy to go in their rotation. And they didn't really lose a ton. They lost Shin Su Chu, who's not going to be playing center field for the Reds. That's a laugh fest waiting to happen. But they got Drew Stubbs back, who... Albeit he can't really hit well, he runs, he steals bases, he plays good defense, and he has some pop. So I I think they did a great job in adding Terry Francona, who is one of the best managers in baseball, is nothing short of fantastic for the offseason. All right, so what do you think this division boils down to, first through fifth? Like the order? Yep. I I think Detroit wins it. Um, It's tough because I, I think Kansas City... With the exception, I think Wade Davis is an underrated addition, but I still am not sold on the rest of their pitching. I think the White Sox could be either horrible or, again, just close enough but not good enough. Minnesota is probably going to finish last. I like Cleveland. I think Cleveland's underrated. I still think they need to add some pitching, and I think they're counting on a ball. I think think they got better, but they got younger. Um, I, I don't know if Cleveland's ready. I think it goes Detroit, Kansas City, White Sox, Cleveland, but those four are real close. Yeah. Besides Detroit, they're gonna be they're gonna win this division by ten games, in my I, opinion. I agree. And then Minnesota's at the bottom, rebuilding. So um, overall, good division. Some A's and some D's. Um, Detroit, Cleveland, and Minnesota get the A's. Um, we don't like the Myers for Shields trade. I think they could have got Myers. Got rid of him and gotten Shields straight up. They didn't have to put in Easy and Montgomery. I think the Rays are happy with that. But I'm not as high on Myers as a lot of people. I feel like there's I don't a think chance. He's a superstar. I just think he's a well, very solid hitter. Wasn't he a minor league player of the year? And the last five minor league players of the year have been like Trout, Harper, well, Hayward, Strasburg. I mean, if you're putting him in that category. He could be in Hayward's category. I don't know about the other three, but. Yeah, so. I don't know. I think I, it's, I'm a, it's big... a fair deal. Kansas City got better. Their lineup is probably uh, second best in the division uh, as far as fielding that. and hitting combined. Salvador Perez for a full year. I like this team, man. Love I really Salvador do. Perez. I really do. So the rotation with Irvin Santana, too. Wade Davis, Shields, Guthrie. Um, and they got some September call-ups. Their bullpen's good. I think this team finishes second. I think every year they're a sleeper pick, but... The, the makeup of the team is going to be a lot different with Shields on it. I, I think agree. he's a winner. Shields so. is definitely a winner, and he's the leader of a rotation. So you can't give him a super bad grade. Uh, I think he's just up in the air right now. Um, I, Meyer, they got Bubba Starling in the minors. I mean, Myers, maybe they saw something that they didn't like uh, in him. I don't know how that's possible, but I think Shields is an ace. A lot of mileage. I don't him, think but, he's an ace. 
Ah, uh, no, he's good. I think he's a two, but I'm 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 top on aces. Yeah. Actually, a team. We'll, we'll go to the rebuilding twins. I think they had a very good off season, and I don't think a lot of people know about it. So I want to discuss them a little bit. They got rid of basically their outfield. They kept Willingham, but they traded Denard's fan to the Nationals and they traded Ben Revere to the Phillies. They got two pitchers in return, two young pitchers, including Alex Meyer, who's a very good prospect. Um, they need pitching so badly. They also did a couple under-the-radar signings, Kevin Correa and Mike Pelfrey, low-cost additions who could help them this year a little bit, maybe be trade bait midseason. Now, they, they're not going to compete this year, and they're probably worse this year than they were last year just because they lost Span and Revere. But they're, they're at least heading in a direction, and I think midseason they could trade a guy like Justin Morneau. They're stuck with Maurer. They could, they could always trade Willingham, who's got this year and next on his deal, but a lot of teams love him, and a lot of teams would want him in the middle of the Yeah, line. Willingham's a really good hitter. Actually, he would fit on the White Sox for the bump <laughs> instead of Viciato, my guy. <laughs> so, well, Viciato's young. I'm not ready to give up on him. I never liked him to begin but, with. But, yeah, he's a free swinger, and his IQ doesn't like to be the highest. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not I'm not judgmental like that, but when, when there's a certain aura about him that I don't think he ever develops. I've seen a lot of players like that in my short career watching baseball, and they usually... You know who he reminds me of? Willie Mo Pena. Do you remember? <laughs> He's got light tower power. He just swings at anything. Yeah, I mean, you were very similar. I remember Kerry Wood struck him out for his last... It was Viciato for his last right. strikeout. So uh, I mean, curveball that hit, like, five feet in front of him. <laughs> that's yeah. that. That's how the Seattle struck I mean, out. that that video is going to be the that's going to be the highlight of his career. He was in a he was in a clutch situation, struck out awesome. Like that's probably that was like <laughs> I know this is funny to talk about it now, but. I mean, Kerry Wood needed a strikeout, and Viciato came through so well. I mean, like, he was so clutch about it. Like, he knew he had to strike out, and he did it. Like, if you, I can't explain how <laughs> funny this is. I'm trying to hold back. I'm just bursting out laughing. But Viciato tried so hard to help Kerry Wood out. and He, he did. It's kind of like it, it'll probably be the second most shown strikeout of Wood's career behind Derek Bell yeah. in the 20 strikeout game. But Derek Bell also helped him out. That pitch was about in the dugout. I mean, carry I mean, <laughs> but he was um, filthy back then. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, the AL East, and then I want to go into the Cubs renovations for Wrigley. I think a lot of people want to hear about that. So right. um, we'll take a break, we'll and we'll be a, back with we'll, the AL East and all this stuff. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. We're about to talk about the American League East, and we want to start with the Yankees because they're the Yankees. Um, the Yankees lost a lot of players. I'm going to just get that out there right now. They lost their starting catcher. They now have no catcher. They're going to start either Cervelli, Austin, Romine, or God knows who else. Um, they lost a lot of their depth, especially in the outfield. They lost Andrew Jones, Raul Labanez, and Nick Swisher. They also lost Eric Chavez and the guy who was their closer last year, Rafael Soriano. The only things they added were the fact that Euclid is going to start over A-Rod at third, at least for the time being until he gets healthy, and Mariano Rivera is coming back, although he's coming back off an injury. 
So hopefully he bounces back and doesn't go out in a world of shame. Right. <laughs> I think the Yankees finish in third. I think they could finish in fifth. I, I mean, I, they just won the division. I, I'm kidding. I, think I, I mean, they could, will finish in third. That's my prediction. I mean, I, Yankees will not make the playoffs next year. They they won't make the playoffs. But, but is that possible? If Jeter, you know the last time they haven't made the playoffs? Like the 90s? <laughs> exactly, dude. I, I mean... I have no idea. This is the year, though. If, if Jeter is hurt for an extended period of time because he's coming off that injury, they are done, and they may finish in last. Even though I think the Orioles take a huge step back, but right, everyone so, else got better. Yeah, so as far as injuries goes, them falling apart, all the losses they had uh, as far as their roster goes, I think they finish in third. We give them a D. I think it's a pretty much bad luck offseason with injuries and contracts they had to move. Um, they that $189 million unreachable threshold they had. Yeah, they couldn't spend any money. How how sad is that? Who is going to cash for this team? I don't even care. Let's go with the Red Sox here. They made a lot of moves. They, yeah. they On paper, I mean, if all these question marks they have work out, like <clears throat> the health of Napoli, Victorino redoing his career and getting back to normal, Dempster not being a whiny little piece of crap. Don't even get me started on Ryan Dempster. Him and his foundation could literally... Randall Delgado, dude. Yeah, Delgado. the Cubs should have Randall Delgado if it weren't for Dempster. Um, if this, Lackey somehow is 100 pounds lighter, like they said, uh, Haran, Haran, Hanrahan? Hanrahan? Hanrahan. If Hanrahan could close like he did with the Pirates and Stephen Drew gives them They pop. also get Andrew Bailey back. He barely I mean, Jesus, all these question marks. But, they, I mean, on paper, good job. What's his name? Ben Sherrington. Okay. You blew up the team. You cleared so much payroll, and then you hire back a bunch of bums. Um, this this roster is just. I mean, I hope they give Bobby Valentine another chance. Like one, that's <laughs> hilarious. Like, what else can you do wrong? One um one interesting thing that transpired this offseason was Mike Napoli. He originally agreed to a three or thirty seven million dollar contract very early in the offseason, but he never actually got that finalized. And in the past, I think it was in the past week. He ended up signing for one year, $5 million. Yeah. So he has a lot of injury concerns. And he's hit well at that stadium. So he's going to play first base, his though. Crystal ball. Yeah, I mean, I it's whatever. What's... Let's go with both one of our favorite teams in the division every single year, the Rays. They're my pick. Hold on. Hold on. Let's go back to the Red Sox. No, no, no. Right? I don't want to talk about them. Well, I, I just have to. The Red Sox really, it, they look okay on paper, but I don't think they vastly improved. I don't think Victorino at this point is better than Cody Ross, even though he's, no, he's not. worldly more talented. Johnny Gomes is a platoon player, although he is a winner. Dempster, I think, is going to be horrible in the American League East. John Lackey does, is irrelevant to me. I don't think Hanrahan's going to be that awesome. See, I just but think, those are all question marks I just said two minutes ago. So if you're going to repeat me... I'm not repeating you. I'm just saying I don't, I don't think they're It's going to come down to Pedroia and Ellsbury. If they're at MVP caliber, this team's awesome. I agree with that. But I don't, I don't think there's so much question marks. I just think they're bad signings. And I think this team's going backwards. And that's what I think is wrong with the Red Sox right now. They're not, they're not really doing anything to improve. They're signing mediocre players for too much money like Victorino for his contract. Now we can get to the Rays because this is the team I think is going to go. So they lose Shields and Davis. 
big deal because they don't rebuild. They just reload right now. I yeah, mean, their right. pitching is so deep. With, I mean, they got Chris Archer who came over in the Matt Garza deal. He could be, at worst, a late-inning pitcher, but he looks like he could sneak into that fifth spot, but probably not. Possibly. He's not ready yet. He had a kind of a bad few weeks there at the end. Uh, they're losing hype on him, but he's got good stuff to be at least a bullpen pitcher. But you got... Still got David Price, Hellickson, and Matt Moore. Which it, is phenomenal. Uh, best in the division, probably. Yeah, best in the division. Yeah, yeah by far. They're the pitch, Cy Young. Their pitching fan. took a little step back because they did lose Shields. Yeah, Shields is, a, I mean, he's a quality arm that goes 240 innings and has yeah. a sick changeup. Like, those Amazing are. Amazing changeup. Yeah, so. But they, they do I, have Odorizzi. They have. They I want to speak that. on Shields' changeup. I've seen him throw it four times in a row. And the guy swing and miss or barely tip it four times in a row. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember what batter it was, but this guy throws his change up almost at will, and he throws it where he wants it. He's a great pitcher. He's a right-handed Cole Hamels. Yeah, he is. He's a right-handed Cole Hamels. I mean, Very. in that case, you're probably in love with him. If I love was, Cole Hamels. Yeah, so you should love James Shields. I do so love James Shields. They got loaned. For once, their offense looks pretty good. Yes, you know Escobar, Loney, Evan Longoria, Desmond Jennings, and Zobris gives you some formidable. They don't need to score many runs with their defensive positioning and their skill set, and as far as defense goes, and their pitching and bullpen. This team is going to be, and John Ma- uh, John Madden, <laughs> John Madden's now Joe Madden right. coaching this team. I mean, seriously, this team is real good. Uh-huh. They are. Um, they're in the process. They're talking to Kyle Farnsworth again and Matt or Matt Choice. Is that his name? Yeah, Matt Choice is right. Not Matt Choice. Luke Scott. Luke yeah. Scott. They're both free agents who've been with them, and they're talking about potentially re-signing them. They could use probably another hitter. I was surprised they weren't in on Morse, but they may be in on Kubel, as are the O's, who we'll get to in a minute. But as far as the Rays, I love what they did. I love the trade they made with Shields. I love Will Myers. I don't think he's a superstar, but I think he's a really good player. I love Odorizzi. I think he's a nice middle-in-the-rotation type of guy. And Montgomery's a guy who's got all the potential in the world, but he's fallen on hard times and he's got to figure yeah, himself They know out. a lot about lefties that throw 97. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they know what they're doing. And two, a couple other things, because this, this team, in my opinion, had the best offseason possibly out of all teams, them and the Mets, is that they added uh, Roberto Hernandez, who used to be known as Fausto Carmona. I think he... If he pitches late innings, if he's the eighth-inning setup guy to Fernando Rodney, I think that could be an amazing pickup because I think he could be filthy. They get Evan Longoria back for a full season. He wasn't healthy at all. I think he's one of the best players in baseball. Oh, Jesus. That, that, and that's going out on the limb. Longo <laughs> is one of the best players he, at he a premium is. position. And I think Yunel Escobar might be the most underrated, underappreciated pickup of the offseason. I think he could be an all-star this year. I think he's, I think he's got so much talent. He's just a head case who needs, who needs to grow up. Maybe being traded twice this off season will wake him up. And I think he's looking for a payday. And I think he has a big, big year with Tampa Bay. Huh. So like a fantasy sleeper. Let's go with the O's real yes. quick. Do they do the Cinderella story again? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think not at all. Their one run record was way too good. To- Although they they will have Bundy and Machado. Is Bundy starting the rotation? I think he'll be on the team. I don't know. If he doesn't start in the rotation, I think he'll be a 
a Jared Parker, if you will, and be up by May. Because he's too good to be sitting yeah, in minor leagues. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to waste the bullets. That's then, one of the philosophies a lot of people have. And they're talking about bringing back a couple of the guys. Or they're talking about bringing back uh, Joe Saunders, potentially. I don't know what he does much. And possibility. Yeah, he pitched amazing after I dissed the crap out of him uh, in the playoffs. He outpitched Darvish. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, uh, they're talking about. They're also talking about the possibility of adding Jason Kubel, who's a solid bat in the rotation. All right, let's go with the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, they lost some prospects, but, man, this team, if there's a team on paper, this team's a World Series favorite. They got NL Cy Young, Dickey, Josh Johnson. Um, they got Burley. They I mean, their rotation. Ricky Rowe and Morrow. Yeah, Ricky Romero and Brandon Morrow, who burst on this scene last Morrow year. Um, always had the potential. But then again, there's some injury guys in there. I mean, this team's real good, though, with Jose Bautista back, Reyes, I mean, Edwin, Brett Lowry. Edwin. Edwin and Acarcion. Um, I mean, does Toronto... So, it's, you think... I think it's a two-team race. I think it's the Rays versus Toronto, and the Orioles and Red Sox and Yankees could fight for third. I agree. It's a, but it's I a think, pretty deep division, though. I mean... But I think the Rays win the division. Fairly handled. I think they win by five games. I think Toronto... You, you have to remember, Burley's a good pitcher. He's not a great pitcher. Josh Johnson had his struggles now, last year. do you think Dickey's knuckleball will work indoors? I think Dickey's going to take a step back. I don't think he's near the pitcher he was last year. I think last year was kind of an aberration. Yeah, I'm not sure. True. I mean, remember all those innings in a row where he didn't get up a run? Oh, yeah. He, yeah uh, so. he, I mean, he was phenomenal last year. He they added Melky Cabrera, too. This yep. team's on paper really, really sad. They have, if you look at their team, they have so much speed. They have Anthony Ghost, Jose Reyes, Emilio Bonifacio. I mean, they they can run crazy. Colby yeah. Rasmus, Colby Rasmus, Rajay Davis. Yeah, they're I mean, deep. they can deep. run. They are deep. They're going for it, and I think. And I don't know. It's me, them, or the Rays. It's going to be closer than you think. Ooh, I mean, the Rays when Longo goes down, they completely change. So if he stays healthy, I think. I think, it's, I think it's good for the Rays. Let's uh, touch a bit on the prospects they traded to the Mets because I think that trade was horrible for them. Uh, we they, already touched on Darno. It, when did we touch on Darno? Like when we raved about him last weekend. I know. I want to talk about him. No, now. we're not talking about him. I just, because I uh, love Darno so much. We're going to shift gears. What do you think happens with Justin Upton? I think he gets traded to Braves. I think so, too. I would. I think the Braves are romanticizing with the marketing scheme of the two Uptown brothers in the same... I mean, imagine if you had a brother, Sean, and he was in the same lineup as you. How cool would that be? I want to see it for I baseball. I think it'd be awesome. They've been two of my favorite players since they came up. I think it's... Their outfield would be extremely talented. I mean, Extremely Jesus. talented, but there are three players that don't live up to their talent. Hayward is coming along now. He's I mean, he had along. a terrible sophomore year, but that happens to the best of them. I mean, I want to see the Uptown Brothers together in Atlanta. Do you realize that? Angelton Simmons. I mean, I used to be a huge Braves fan. I think a lot of Chicago people are because they used to be on TBS when we were when we were kids. Yes, I and I was a huge Chipper Jones fan. And I mean, the Brave. I'd be. I go back to my Brave roots when I used to watch them all the time. They're amazing. That would be amazing to see Justin Upton on that team. Who would play right, Upton or Hayward? Ooh. Hayward, probably. I mean, I think so. Too. Upton needs to change change the scenery in all facets, so I'll probably move him to left and keep BJ in center. You realize BJ's on base percentage was under three hundred though last year. Was it? I mean, I think it was two ninety eight, two ninety nine. Yeah, but BJ plays good D. He could steal. 
He's he one of those hit, 2020 Brett yeah. Jackson type players. <laughs> Brett Jackson gets on base. Don't ever say he doesn't get on base. He takes five pitches in at bat and he swings and misses on the last one. That's fine. All right. So we think Justin Upton's going to the Braves. We'll see what happens. What we also had one minor move this week that I want to touch on, and that's Delman Young. He just signed with the Phillies. He's going to play right field. Your feelings on that? God bless the Phillies. I mean, I think they should have went for Soriano instead. Alfonso. I think they should have went for Soriano. They could have played Soriano in right field because he's, he would be a better right fielder than Delman Young's going to be. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's very good for him. All right, to wrap up the show... I want to talk real quick about the Cubs renovation plans. They un- they unveiled their $300 million Wrigley Field restoration, and I think it looks amazing. The renderings that they showed at the convention uh, look really good. They, they're going to redo the whole outside uh, where the famous Wrigley Field marquee is. It's going to look real sharp. It's going to have a patio at the top. The, the concourse, which a lot of fans complain about when you're trying to get out of the like, go to the bathrooms or um, exit the stadium. <laughs> yeah, when you're trying to leave, it takes forever. They're going to add a whole west gate. So there's going to be a whole other gate to enter and leave, exit the building. And then the concourses are going to get wider. Now, how they're doing that, I'm not quite sure. They just said they're going to pour more concrete and make them wider in general. Um, they're, they're, it's a five-year project. They're, it's $300 million. They're going to start with the clubhouse. I guess the club's clubhouse is 50% smaller than the rest of the MLB the MLB average, which which is scary how a big market team. Um, so it's going to be a lot of the the architects are architects who did the Rose Bowl and um, also did Fenway. So um, they've done great jobs before us from what I see. Right now, there is no batting tunnels in the club in the clubhouse uh, right behind the dugout. So they're adding, they're taking out, ripping out the seats, digging deeper, and putting batting tunnels under the seats, um, putting the seats back, and doing it for the away team as well. When is um, it starting? It's starting after next, so hopefully after October. After October, if you get what I mean. Um, Maybe a couple games in November. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so then they're redoing the home clubhouse, giving them uh, top-notch amenities, like, you know, the whole ice bath and everything. Like, they're redoing all their facilities in the club in the clubhouse. So if you could take a look, the renderings are real nice if you're near a computer. Um, well, you should be if you're watching this. <laughs> but, uh, or you're on your phone. Or you're on your phone. We're now on iTunes as a shameless plug. But um, they're going to have 40, if this is off the time I had, 41% more restrooms. So... That's a huge jump, 41%. And then I think it was 81% more concessions. So, and then um, in left field, they're going to have a a patio. Ooh. um, And this patio is going to, like, you know how the left field is kind of, like, tucked in the corner? Right before the rooftops, left of the bleachers, there's going to be, like, a fan deck kind of playing off of the popular fan decks you see around the MLB. Um, also, the, the LED board they added so tastefully last year in right field, the Budweiser patio LED board, they're, they're basically making one for left field. So um, a lot they said in the convention a lot of what the fans wanted was more information to them because at Wrigley you only see the players' batting average and how many home runs they have and maybe their, their stats for the day. But they're trying to get more LED boards to get more information on, on the players. So... Um, and also, they announced that a, uh, a jumbotron is being voted on. So oh God, if, I hope not. And the, and the fans actually—it's funny you say that—the fans booed it 
at the convention when they when they said it. I want. I'm a fan of the jumbotron. I want to see. That's the thing. Probably in left field where the Toyota sign is. I mean, I think that a jumbotron is cool for replays. They said they wouldn't do kiss cams and stuff like that. That's not what Wrigley's about. It's about just baseball and information. Um, they don't have to be a gimmick. The fans come in regardless. Um, so that's cool to hear that. It would, I'm sure, to be tasteful. But I heard they did boo it, so I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't. I, the I don't LED know. board in left is cool addition. I like the LED board they added. Um, it just makes it look a little more modern. And they're repouring all the concrete everywhere. There will be no nets or anything. The new roof, um, new, really like new electricity, patio. new yeah, new. Oh, and then um, the famous scoreboard in center. They're tearing it down. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> they're gonna. Take out the LED board underneath it and add like a food court patio where the Wrigley um, bleacher bums could uh, get their food easier. So there's gonna be a whole concession circle up there that kind of takes out that LED board. Um, so they're basically taking that LED board and putting it on left. Three hundred million dollars, and then Rahm Emanuel announced today that there will be no taxpayer funds to this. So hear that Miami? Yeah, yeah. So the Ricketts will pay for it, and they said it at the convention that they have no problem paying for it. Um, so I think it's nice. Uh, it seems like everything is going to come together this next five years. I think I, I think so this too. is going to be a this, this awesome Wrigley team. Field left field foul pole patio is really interesting. Yeah. So they said that um, you can't build upper deck and lower deck at the same time. So they're starting in left field, lower deck, redoing the Cubs home clubhouse underneath and then they're starting in the right field uh roof so kind of pivoting all the way down until they're done um up bottom top bottom top bottom all the way across and then this should be done in five years and they're doing one thing each and no home games will be played anywhere else if it goes according to plans they were they're debating doing home games at miller park i heard about that so um it's nice that the home games will be at wrigley you know, so anything you want to say about that? I, I'm really excited. I like the fact that they're modernizing the league field oh, a little bit. The but. one thing I remembered, they actually, the week of the convention at Northwestern um, University, they had Mark Pryor and Kerry Wood talk to Cubs prospects that they, Jason McLeod said are a year away. So if you're a Cubs fan, um, it's nice to see Javier Baez was in attendance. So um, they think he's pushing the envelope on what he's ready a September call-up is not out of the realm of possibility. It is not out of the realm of possibility. If Ian Stewart blows out his wrist again, and there, it'll probably be late enough where the where the his uh, arbitration eligible clock does not start. So he's basically still rookie the year after that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure it's September. But uh, hey, that's something to look forward to. Definitely. Have you, have you, uh, so, anyways, Pryor was there. Guess how old Pryor is. 30. 29. 29. And that's sad. Guess how old Matt Garza and Edwin Jackson are? Not 29. <laughs> 28. 28. So, can that. you imagine Mark Pryor still pitching at a Steven Strasburg level? Because he was a nine war. He was like a. He was amazing. He was like an eight war player. He was better than Verlander. He, he, if you he go was, back and I mean I know we were a dime young. from a mile away. You know? Yeah, his, he was <laughs> oh, awesome, man. But he's only twenty nine. That's so sad. He was my favorite. Yeah, him and Carrie Wood, man, unbelievable. And Carlos Zambrano, that's one of the when best rotations good. in the decade for sure. It was, and when they had Maddox too, <laughs> dude, they were so stacked. How didn't they? Matt Clement, yeah, they were so good. But I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I guess know. when you got sad. Miguel Cabrera and Pudge. 
and Derek Lee killed us, and Mike Wall. They were a good team, too. They, they deserved it. Nine. Fucking Josh Beckett. Josh Beckett. Josh Beckett was amazing in that 03. I hate Josh in the World Beckett, Series. man. But he, was my, he, became my favorite, he became my favorite player after he kicked our ass. Because he was damn good. Yeah, the he, curveball and the fat. Oh my god, he was filthy. Yeah, Theo really did the right move with that. Hanley's not even panning out. <laughs> Hanley turned into a bust himself. He had a couple good years. Yeah, before he. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. <laughs> uh, first pitch is is checking out here. Sean, you want to leave him with anything? Watch next week. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, just join in next week, and we look forward to a great season with you guys. We're gonna be on here every week. What's and, uh, a topic we want to do for next week? Off the top of your head. What's the topic? Hopefully we could touch on what's going on with Kyle Loesch and Michael Bourne. Yeah, all these uh, these free agents that have still yet to sign. And then I want to do uh, top 10 or highlight some players from each team's farm system. Yeah, maybe I would love to player, do that. Maybe top player, maybe a couple players in each team. So we'll That's probably start with the Chicago teams. Maybe we'll do it by, like, region yeah. or something. We I should know. have a... We should have a Cubs White Sox special one time too. Yeah, like, yeah a, like a hot stuff. Discuss like a those CSN. two teams. Yeah, well, maybe next episode will be a Cubs maybe. and White Sox. So tune in for that. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, this will be on iTunes. Go ahead and download and click rate. We're five star. Obviously, this is quality stuff. So uh, have a good one. See you guys next time.